0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mel Fit Podcast where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. As you heard on our intro, I am Coach Mel. I am an online health and fitness expert who wears many hats. The one thing that that, uh, we didn't mention we need to update, Josh, is that we are now magazine publishers, which we are very proud of that. Um, I was telling my best friend when she was here, I think two of the hardest things I've ever done, well, the app was hard. (laughs) the plans were hard but the magazine was definitely a challenge and out of my comfort zone and this podcast is also definitely a challenge and and a little bit out of my comfort zone but I like a good challenge Um, I think like most people with anything I thought about it for so long right Josh remember like I had a microphone set up at my house and I just couldn't get started so kind of in relation to health and fitness the best thing to do is to start before you're ready and I think that that fear of I don't know what I'm doing or I'm gonna fail keeps us all from starting so start before you're ready everything's figure outable and we'll all figure it out together on the way so along the way so today's podcast is titled roadblocks and this is a spin-off of my facebook live yesterday when i have a really good facebook live i want to turn it into a podcast because i feel like it's good information that needs to be shared again and again because if one person had that question other people are going to have that question so the questions I got were from our Melfit Army, so I think they're worth repeating. If, if you know, a couple people were wondering about these things, other people are gonna wonder too. So um, we're gonna start out with, um, I'm gonna just talk about a little bit about what, time, what the date is. It's August 18th. I always like to say these on my videos so you can kinda know where we're at in our timeline. August 18th, 2022. We are two weeks before school starts, two weeks until things wind down, the weather starts to change, and the one thing that I'm seeing, we have a big boot camp starting September 12th. Although you can join any of my plans anytime, um, it's nice to you know commit to that date. And I think that uh, the one thing I've been saying a lot lately is fall and winter is the best time to to reach your fitness goals. If you're at your goal in May, Josh, how nice would it be to just maintain during the summer? Okay. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be nice to just be at your goal and to maintain? So I feel like summer bodies are made in the fall and winter, okay? That's the time to roll up your sleeves. There's less distractions. My challenge is starting September 12th ends December 5th. Shoot, you could be down almost 40 pounds by way before christmas and you could be fitting into your suits if you're a guy or dressy clothes for christmas parties or that little black dress for women so um what else did i want to talk about here uh what else what else was i was thinking kind of more announcements uh josh and i have some exciting things coming uh to you guys a major project we're going to be working on. Don't forget about that, Josh, that we are going to have completed by January 31st, 2022. So stay tuned for that. We were talking this morning, and the one thing about Josh and I is we're really passionate and excited about Melfit, and we both love our jobs. One thing, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it's a a guy I follow, Alex Hermozzi, who's a multi-multi-millionaire. And the one thing he said is, if you can't see yourself doing something forever don't do it and i think that is relative to everything right josh Mm -hmm. life who you're with spouse husband uh wife um who your friends are what you're doing for a living like if you can't see yourself doing it for the rest of your life don't do it and josh and i both really feel uh Positive about Melfit and that this is something that we both actually look forward to it's not like we drag our booties out of bed and think oh I gotta go to work at Melfit like we love we love what we do so love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life it's very rewarding helping people change their lives get off high pressure meds get off cholesterol meds blood pressure meds um, dump pounds, dump inches, get rid of rosacea, get rid of hives, get rid of inflammation, and the list goes on and on. So let's talk about those roadblocks. So this question came in and it was, how to not let your family sabotage your health and fitness goals? This happens all the time when I'm on sales calls. I always ask, is there any questions? Do you have any fears or concerns? Yes, what about my family? Well, I'll go back to um, my story and tell you a little bit about my backstories and maybe you can kind of relate to this. When I was 25, I got married and I've been married for 21 years this year. And when I was 27, I opened up my first business. I've opened up a new business every four years since I was 27, running two businesses at the same time most of my adult life. So my husband and I started uh, with a drive-through coffee stand, and we were working 80 hours a week, the first year, I believe, with no employees. So it was us seven days a week. And I really started packing on the pounds. I'd been overweight um, once before when I was about 19, when I started to get into drinking um and then i got that off and i had maintained till i was 27 then it came on again um so i was should have been in the forefront of my business and i should have been the face of my business but i was wearing baggy sweatshirts baggy clothes i was covering up i would hide in the back of a stand i was feeling insecure um And after we started getting employees, my husband started going back to the gym, which he had always worked out, and I just couldn't wrap my mind around getting to the gym. I thought I was too overweight to go to the gym, and I was just falling apart. I saw a picture of myself, and I just had this big, huge spare tire, and I, I think that I'd been so busy working that I didn't realize how my health was taking a back seat, so I, everybody has this aha moment. And when you have that aha moment, you'll never forget. It's that moment where something happens, where you see a picture or you try on some clothes or something happens and you're just done. Well, I was just done. And I remember thinking um, my clothes were getting too tight. And I remember thinking, there is no way I'm buying a bigger size. Um, I've been uh, up to a size 15 and i decided that i was going to do something about it and it's so cliche because of course it was a new year's resolution and i have to tell you when you get to the point where i'm at and where a lot of MelFit army Uh, family members are. It's so freeing. Josh can relate to this. Isn't it nice when New Year's comes around and you know that you're already working on your goals? That's not ever going to be your New Year's resolution. You're never going to be in that starting point again. So, So I started and I remember I was making these huge meals. I was doing a meat red meat i was making potatoes and a rice and bread and a veggie and i mean it was just ridiculous and i remember eating two plates of food and i i, I didn't think anything of it i would go get seconds like i never hardly ever get seconds so I thought I was doing the good wife thing by, you know, feeding my husband and making all these meals, but I was doing myself a disservice because my husband has the metabolism of a 12-year-old boy, and probably he was a size 29 waist when I met him. I think he's gained quite a bit more muscle now. Um, He's 49 and 48. Um, Now he's a 31, but I mean, it was ridiculous. He had like a tapeworm. So while he was, you know, eating everything in sight, he was looking better and I was looking worse. So I remember telling him that, you know what? I am sorry. I have got to take care of myself. I'm not performing well in my personal life with you. I'm not performing well in business. I'm not feeling good with friendships i don't want to be around anybody i'm having a hard time getting dressed i'm focusing on myself these that's when i started the exploration of um, nutrition and at that time i couldn't really find anybody in my area that was knowledgeable so i just have studied every day reading books, listening to podcasts, researching every day since that day. I never stopped learning and researching and, and first and foremost for myself. I never had planned on turning it into a business. It was for me. And I feel like if you've worked with people before and they haven't fixed themselves first, if they're not at their goal weight and they haven't maintained for over 20 years like me, they probably can't help you. And it's not being mean, it's just being real. If they haven't figured it out for themselves, they're not going to figure it out for you. Um, I think it's a little bit disturbing um, seeing people preach health and fitness when they haven't figured it out for themselves I think it's I just don't think that it it goes hand in hand it's like stay in your lane if that's not what you're good at obviously because you haven't figured it out for yourself go into something that you are good at that you can 100% say this I've mastered don't you know dabble in something that you aren't truly an expert in your field So I started cooking my food, and I was not going to cook a second meal for him because I am way too busy. I've always been busy. I've always burned the candle at both ends. I am really, really high-strung, energetic, you know, a million ideas, uh, real estate investor, entrepreneur, just really go, 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 and no time for that. So I got the weight off. In six weeks. And in reference to the six weeks, I feel like I personally wanted it so bad. Nothing tasted better than fit was going to feel for me. Like, I didn't care if you waved my favorite apple fritters in my face. I was not going to veer from the plan. So I lost a good 10% of my body weight in the first six weeks. And then I've slowly... Um, lost 30 pounds and 20% body fat. So I'm actually smaller now than I've ever been. I was a three forever. Now I'm a one. So what has happened with my husband is, although he's not overweight, he realizes that he does need to eat healthy food because if he were to continue with the potatoes and the rice and the meat and the starches and the breads, that here we would be 20 years later, and he would have high cholesterol, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes. And he actually did have a, a scare with his cholesterol not that long ago, and we reduced his numbers. You should be under 200 for a male. He was 278. We dropped him to 178 in two months, and it was just, cleaning up the cobwebs. He was going out to Mexican quite a bit and at, and getting that uh, exercise regularly. And food is thy medicine and everything that almost everything, in my opinion, can be cured through health and fitness. If you are a Google or a WebMD person, almost everything for every ailment that you may have, most autoimmune diseases, it's going to suggest a lifestyle change. Would you agree, Josh? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, one thing uh, the question was uh, about the you know what about my family Well, what about your family do you want to kill them too do you want obese children do you want an overweight uh, husband or wife because you are the head of household you're buying the groceries and you're preparing the food so if anybody in your house is unhealthy essentially it's on your shoulders do you want that burden also it's going to be generational if you are not making a lifestyle change because you're worried that they're not going to like that they're not eating meat and potatoes and freaking granola or cereal. How bad are you going to feel when not only your children are overweight but your grandchildren are underweight? Overweight. Would you would you agree it's generational josh? So, one thing too is like Josh could break the cycle right Josh and you know he's having some health issues in his household and I was just telling him today you and your mom can help your household you and your mom can break this generational cycle of obesity and poor health type 2 diabetes high cholesterol high blood pressure so i know it's kind of a harsh saying it's, it's a harsh thing to say and i know at first people are like oh my gosh like that's so uncomfortable how are we going to go from going down all the middle aisles getting all the frozen food getting all the processed foods using the excuse that we have no time well you're not going to have any time because you're going to die at an early age so if you don't think you have time now you're really not going to have time when you continue um, consuming processed foods So a couple of ways you can go about this. A, if you're thinking about starting a nutrition plan and you're also worried about your family, why don't you do the reverse psychology approach where you just are casually in the kitchen prepping your malfit meals and you're making your protein balls or your malfit soft-baked almond flour uh, chocolate chip cookies, or your Malfit banana bread, or your Malfit sweet potato sloppy joes, or your Malfit creamy Tuscan chicken. And all of a sudden, people are milling around going, hey, mom, hey, dad, what do you got? And they grab a bite skis, and they're like, wow, mom, I like that. And then you have an open ear, and then you start printing those recipes, and you start creating a family cookbook, okay? That's reverse psychology then you start making double up on those things. You're on a meal plan, you're eating the same food for six days a week, your family may tire from that, so my suggestion is double up or triple up on your food so your family's good for a couple days, pick two other recipes, anti-inflammatory meal plan, gluten-free, dairy-free, no processed sugar, off the Melfit app, and like Wednesday and maybe Friday, make two more meals for the family then you're done, okay? Then essentially, you aren't making meals for you and meals for the family every day. You're only making two extra meals. All my meals are approximately 25 minutes. Even the most novice cook can prepare my meals. So I think that also just putting your foot down like I did and just letting your family know I am not happy. I'm going to be a better mother. I'm going to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better husband if I can take care of myself. Like, please support me and do, you know, whatever you can. And if at all possible, can you be open to trying some of these foods? I understand you're not going to like everything um we replace we don't remove so we're having all the fun things that you're used to but what i'll do is i will definitely pay attention and i will print every recipe that you guys are enjoying and we will make a family cookbook when you move i will in your hope chest along with your dishes and your comforters and your you know whatever i'm getting you to start um you know, your adult life with your apartment, the most important thing that's going to be in your hope chest is going to be the Valdovinos family cookbook. Okay. And then that is how you get rid of the generational obesity. Okay. Because now you're going to have that cookbook. And I think that it's It's a monkey see, monkey do. If your mom did it or your dad did it, you more than likely end up doing it. But what kids don't know is they don't know right from wrong. They only know what their parents tell them. So I give the Melfit Valdivinos Family Cookbook to my stepdaughter, Talia, and my stepdaughter, Marissa, and then they make that for their kids and that's all their kids know. If all your kids have ever known is McDonald's, that's what they're gonna teach their kids. If all your kids ever known is Melfit, that is all they're gonna teach their kids. And that is how the generational obesity is going to be broken. What do you think, Josh? And it's like, I'll see kids that eat vegetables and it's like, It's because they were never taught any different do you you know do you remember like being a kid and you might still idolize your parents hopefully you do and you just thought whatever you ever see you know like a mom and the daughter they're dressed together it's like that's your idol don't you want to be a healthy idol don't you want to contribute to the health and wellness of your family so you gotta just get a little gumption, get a little guts, and either A, start out with hoping people start to graze on your stuff, or B, just ask if the family would be open to trying some new meals. Um, So going on to the next topic idea from our Facebook Live was how to feel good in clothes and pull yourself together when you are not at your goal weight or size. Well, the one thing that I said on my Facebook Live, anybody over 40 has probably experienced some death. I remember being a kid. Do you remember when you first had a death in your family, Josh? How old were you? When um, I remember is probably uh, high school, actually. Okay, yeah, me too, high school. So then don't you think the older you get, you kind of change your views on life and you realize that it's more... Precious than you think, right? Yeah, and every day is a blessing. Yeah, and it's it it it's not forever, and you should, you know, value each day to the fullest. Um, with that being said, one another generational thing that I would like to break is older people always saved things, right, Josh? Mm-hmm save the china save the wine save the this save the that it's like stop waiting stop saving use the good stuff man break out that bottle of wine i have a friend who has a wine cellar and a lot of other people will experience this as well a lot of times they open their wine and it's gone rancid it's like how about let's drink it now you know so I am a stylist, if you don't already know this. I used to own two clothing boutiques called Smitten Clothing Boutique and Trist Menswear. Wear. One was in the Coeur Resort Plaza shops and one was in Post Falls, Idaho, where I live. And my best friend and I are stylists. What does a stylist do? A stylist helps somebody who needs help with fashion. So, and it doesn't necessarily mean somebody that is a certain size it was all sizes and we actually really enjoyed working with people in reference to this topic idea who weren't at their goal weight a friend of ours has a real um, a kind of a disproportionate body very heavy on the top thick in the middle and very thin legs she was the funnest person we've ever dressed because we wanted to minimize her her breasts we wanted to pull her waistline in And then we wanted to accentuate her nice legs. And when you shopped at our store, we had shoes, accessories, everything. So you didn't have to go, I need to go here and get a belt. I need to go here and get shoes. So we really prided ourselves on making people feel good at any size. And I have a sister who is a little bit, she's not overweight anymore, but she used to be. And I helped dress her for a for her graduation for her nursing and i don't think she would have ever tried on what i dressed her in i dressed her in an a-line pantsuit and she looked so good it thinned her out in the midsection it made her look long and lean accentuated her shoulders and it just looked really cute and i actually could virtually style you i had a friend of mine send me pictures from the dressing room so I could actually virtually style anyone. And what I'm looking for is I know what areas bother you. So those are the areas I'm focusing on. You know, you take somebody that's looking really boxy and maybe you throw a ruffle across the the center of the dress and you most importantly want the, the eye to go to the face, okay? a v-neck brings the eye to the face or you pull in you know that box a little bit to bring in and make you look like you have a smaller waist with a belt so just certain tips and tricks the lengths of the skirt a length of a men's shirt different things like that so i on our website it says if you don't enjoy the journey you'll never get to the destination enjoy the journey and also enjoy how you look at all phases of the journey, because when you get to the destination, you're not going to be surprised. You're going to get there and go, well, of course I'm here. I had a good coach. I did the work and what mattered most is the journey, right, Josh? It's going to be everything that happened to you. Every time you went, To a wedding and went out and thought you know what although I'm not at my goal weight um, or my goal size I am going to embrace how I look now and what I always say is I feel like people dismiss what they've done and I'll remind them but you've lost 28 inches and 20 pounds i get that you want more but do you want your old self back like you should be jumping in the dressing room getting yourself an outfit because you have lost 20 plus pounds and 20 some odd inches so look good now feel good now let's take a scenario you see you see somebody coming into a party that has that attitude and the most beautiful thing that you're going to notice about anyone at any size is their self-confidence. So if you can walk into a party and be like, yeah, you know what, I'm really enjoying this health journey and stop going to the negative. When someone gives you a compliment and says, wow, Josh, that dress shirt looks really nice on you. Wow, Jane, that, that dress you have on, it's super cute with your denim jacket. Don't say, but but what? Be proud of what you did. Don't say, but I'm not at my goalie. It's like that negativity is going to prevent you from growth. Own that compliment. Shoulders back, chin up, and say two words. Thank you. And follow up with, I've worked my arse off, man. I am so proud of the way I look now. I am so excited for my future. The only direction I have is up. The other thing that you could do is dwell on the fact that you're not at your goal weight. Put on some baggy frumpy thing that makes you look bigger than you are. Walk into the party with your shoulders down and your head down and bring all that negative energy in there. (laughs) What one will you be, Josh? Like, do you notice that when people exude confidence? Like, own it at any size. So the next topic is positive self-talk, which these kind of go hand in hand. I don't allow negativity. We don't allow the F word, fat, only in reference to body fat we don't use the d word which is diet we are not on a diet we are on a whole foods nutritious plan living a healthy lifestyle we don't allow the c word which is cheat because we are all food addicts and we are all in recovery every single day we're constantly working on not falling back into our food addiction So we use the term free day because we're establishing a healthy relationship with all foods and we're creating balance and we aren't going to have feelings of guilt about anything. We are just going to focus on the tools and reaching out to our coaches, reaching out to our Melfit army and figuring out how we cannot let one bad day roll into a bad week and my sister my sister posted this on the group i thought it was so cute she's like who says this all the time if you get one flat tire you don't if i pull over to help you you don't ask me for a knife so you can slash the other four three your kids are in the car it's snowing it's icy get your crap together and let's change this tire and move on okay so positive self-talk you look in the mirror and let your eyes go to something wow, I really like my neckline and my shoulders. And wow, my my glutes are looking really good. And then you can address an area that you don't love, but address it in a positive way by saying, I am going to continue on this anti-inflammatory meal plan and I'm going to continue to try to reduce my Uh, body fat in my abdomen and that's a positive way instead of using words like i hate my body i hate my stomach i hate my arms like do not ever say anything like that love your body but constantly improve on making it better because you can change it the next one is combating emotional comfort eating And I think the question I I wrote down was ask yourself this when you're having that emotional eating. Is eating this food going to solve my problem? What What is the answer to that usually, Josh? Is eating this food going to push me towards my health and fitness goals? After eating this food, will I still want to reach my health and fitness goals? Okay. Questions like that can really help you. It's almost like, you know, taking a deep breath. And I've had something in front of me and I just thought to myself, do I really want this? You know, nothing tastes better than fit feels. So in order to solve. A problem, And emotional comfort eating is a huge problem. You have to create a solution. So this is what I said on my Facebook Live. Number your paper one to three. What could I do instead of going to Dairy Queen and getting a blizzard? What could I do instead of going to Super One and getting an apple fritter? And why am I saying that? Because I used to do that. That was that emotional eating, you know? Years ago, that was kind of my go-to. And you number your paper one, two, three. Number one, go for a walk. Number two, talk to a friend, call a friend. Number three, read or, or rest, okay? Reading you disconnect from what you're doing. Also, I didn't say this last night, but get the out of the kitchen, man. Stop standing in front of your refrigerator. Remove yourself from the environment that's creating that problem. Do you agree, Josh? Yes. I say that to myself sometimes. I get really snacky, and I'm like, get the out of the kitchen, Coach Mel, like get out of there. You ate your lunch. There's no need to be snacking. I talk to myself like that. Close the pantry doors. So um, yeah, definitely need to make solutions on things that you can do instead of falling back. And you're never going to be cured. We're all always all going to have Um, The problem of being a food addict we're never going to be cured, but we can constantly work on Journaling and you can have that little note that says walk Talk, what was the other one? I said Josh Um, Walk talk sleep walk talk rest have your little note. Oh, you know what? It's early. It's not dark out. I think I'm gonna go for a walk. I bet you if I go for a walk for about 45 minutes and come back you know, that craving will pass. And then it'll be dinner, I'll just eat my dinner. So, you know, have a glass of water, you know, do something to distract yourself. And you know, I don't want people to feel guilty when they eat off plan foods, but let's just face it, if you do eat that apple fritter or you do go get that Dairy Queen, you are gonna feel guilty. And sometimes that guilt can derail you a 100%. From your goals, so if you can recognize that you have that problem and do something in lieu of that comfort eating because it, it's just pushing you further and further away from your goals. Okay, the last one was what, where are we at, Josh? 24 minutes, uh, we are at 30. 34. Oh, I must be looking at the wrong one. 34 okay. 34 minutes, okay. So the last one was how to motivate yourself after an injury. And I would always tell my brick and mortar studio clients, you're not dead. Let's focus on what is working, not what's not working. If you don't already know this, my Melfit 25 workouts can be done from a seated position from somebody who has bad knees to somebody that's in a wheelchair. So there's no excuses. I have a shoulder injury again right now because I, was trying to help my husband get the boat. And I jumped off and my foot slipped and my nephew grabbed my arm and I felt like my shoulders dislocated. And I had a a right shoulder injury for years. And it was just a matter of, I just didn't use it until it was healed. I didn't think my shoulder hurts, I'm not gonna work out. Like the rest of my body still um, is working. And another thing too, if you are out 100%, if you've been told by a doctor that you need to take a break from working out for say six weeks, then your nutrition should be on point. If you cannot, we're creating a deficit through movement. We're not creating a deficit through extreme calorie reduction. So if that movement isn't there, then that's when you really need to be super, super on point with your nutrition. Um, Maybe you don't even take a free day, okay? Definitely not taking two free days. So um, I think that what helps me is I know it's gonna make me feel worse to not work out. So how about just work every body part but the one that's injured? So, um, again, I think that it's, it's really psychological along with everything that we've talked about. It's, it's so mental because your first instinct when something goes wrong is what, Josh? Go back to your old habits. Yeah, go back to your old habits to quit. And... The best thing that you can do, this is the silliest thing in the world, but I've done it my whole life. Um, As you know, mental illness runs in my family. My mom is bipolar, and I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be medicated, and I don't want to lose touch with reality and myself, and... I really focus on my own mental health. I know when I need a break. I know when I need a day off, believe me. Sometimes I'll just tell Josh, you know, like I need a, a mental health day. Okay, so back to the psychological part. What I've always done is the silliest thing in the world is I have literally only allowed myself to cry for, over most things that are traumatic in my life or, or very upsetting for five minutes this is so silly but maybe you guys will use it while I, I'll, I'll have my head on the counter like this if you're watching this on YouTube and I cry for five minutes while I am crying I am trying to figure out a solution for whatever it is that I'm crying about and Everything is figure outable. I heard that on a podcast and I think it's so true and I think it's so relevant to Melfit. But I don't want to lose grip with my mental health. And so I put my head down, I cry, and I figure out how I'm going to fix it. And I buck up because I know that sitting there crying and feeling sorry for myself, it's not going to solve anything. The only thing that's going to solve... The problem is if I solve the problem. So when I get done crying, I get up and I am always been a pen and paper person. And I usually number my paper one to three and I think, oh, and then I put the problem there. Okay, what are three things that I can do now to make this better? Okay, so that's what I do. I solve, that's probably why I've been a business owner for so long is because I'm constantly putting out fires. and. It really helps because I'm also putting out fires in my own life. And I try to, the older I get, I'm not perfect, but I feel like I try to handle my own relationships and people a little bit more eloquently than when I was younger. And sometimes when things seem really big, like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? it's really not as bad as you think as long as you can eat at that elephant one bite at a time and break it down into small steps and another good thing you can do to deal with stress josh this is such good advice ask yourself this question my my neighbor said this but is anybody dying sometimes they may be but if they're not is anybody dying does anybody have cancer Hopefully the answer to both those is no, but also ask yourself, will this matter in a year? Do you ever do that, Josh? Like, (laughs) right? Like ask yourself when you're having a freaking total meltdown is this gonna matter in a year? In one year, am I gonna remember that I was melting down crying over this and I thought it was gonna affect my life in such a horrible way. Like in a year, and I always say this too, time heals all wounds. So just remember that. Cry for five minutes, come up with a solution. If you don't have a solution, call a friend, ask for help, ask other people. This is what's going on with me. What would you guys do? Can you offer any advice? And our group is Health, Fitness, and Lifestyle. Lifestyle is not always roses. Sometimes lifestyle is the pit. Sometimes lifestyle is just, you know, man, I am just really going through a hard time. Has anybody else experienced this? Can anybody offer help? And I think that transparency is... Probably the best thing I could have ever done in my life I used to be pretty private about a lot of things but I feel like the more transparent I am with you guys the more transparent I am with people in general the more that they can relate to me as a human and I felt like for the longest time people think I'm a robot right Josh can you see that like so I really want to express I am a person I have feelings. I am very emph- empathetic. Um, I carry uh, the emotion from my clients. When you cry, I cry. When you celebrate, I celebrate. Um, but, but I also like to let people know that, you know, I I'll try to set a little bit of boundaries as far as I have a life. I, I am a wife. I have two stepdaughters grandkids. Lots of kids. Lots of hobbies. I love to vacation. Um, and I also am a real estate investor and entrepreneur. I'm building a house. So I think that the more transparent I am with people, the better it is for me. Right, Josh? Because then people don't think I'm a robot. <laughs> so, but um, alright, you guys. So we're wrapping it up. The name of this podcast is Roadblocks. And we named about one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, yeah, about five typical roadblocks that you may experience in the future or you've experienced in the past. And I hope that some advice I offered you resonated with you. And if you like the podcast, subscribe, share. What else, Josh? Mm. Subscribe to our YouTube. Yeah. So, sharing is caring. It's been amazing connecting, inspiring and motivating you guys, and we will see you guys on the next fit podcast. Bye. <laughs>